Doctor. 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 And doctor. Well, we miss anyone? He's Northwestern Medicine DP. Call Dr. Morse right now. Sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Good morning, Dr. Moss. Good morning, Steve. How are you guys doing? Fine. Hope you had a nice weekend. Yeah, you know, it's it's nice when you go someplace and it's 75 to 80, and then you look at the weather and it's raining up here. So I apologize to you guys, but I had great weather. You were in North Carolina? Yes. And snow is coming, uh, apparently, uh, tonight, possibly. Yeah. That's not good. No. And again, why you and I are surprised about this, because Steve's right. It does seem to happen every year right around yep. this time. Yep. But every year we couldn't be more offended. <laughs> so, all right, we've talked a lot about vaping, but there's a lot to talk about here. So uh, the vaping injury has now got an official name? Yeah, it does. You know, the CDC has really been trying to take this as seriously as they possibly can, even when you put it in perspective. But, you know, uh, now they have a name for it. So it's Evali, E-V-A-L-I. E-cigarette vaping associated lung injury. So now that's got an official name, you know that they're starting to track it more closely. And really what they're really trying to do is work to figure out exactly what it is that causes it. And uh, the danger of this for people who haven't caught this is what? Well, it's caused deaths. You know, we've had, what, 35 deaths across the country. And uh, Illinois leads the nation in cases with 150 cases. But the individuals can get extremely sick. They'll start with just some coughing and shortness of breath, but then they can get fatigue. They can actually have chest pain as well. But what happens is we get damage to the lung that is uh, permanent. And, you know, you're talking about some individuals as young as 14, 15 years old, all the way up to ages, you know, up into their 70s. So um, the damage to the lungs is permanent. We we don't replenish our lung after uh, these uh, this type of an injury. You know, it really is the perfect storm condition, right? Because people want to quit smoking. In some cases, they desperately want to quit smoking. Vaping comes along. They can somehow transition out or still have the sensation of smoking. But, you know, it's it's vaping. It can't be dangerous. It's so new, we don't know if it's dangerous or not. And now, in real time, we're starting to find out how dangerous it can be. So I don't blame anybody that's gotten sick, but now you have an opportunity to stop. Yeah, you know, and it's really interesting. The the thing that probably most people are frustrated about is the amount of nicotine in these. Although people say, you know, you can use it to trend down and to stop smoking, what we're unfortunately seeing is a lot more youths using it, getting addicted to this high concentration of nicotine, and then continuing to use it. And then, unfortunately, we're seeing people use it with these unapproved vials that contain THC because the flavoring can mask the odor of, of marijuana. So you have, like you said, it's this perfect storm. You're getting young kids addicted on a product, and also you're allowing it to be used with an illegal drug for the next, whatever, 30 days or 60 days, I guess, uh, here in Illinois. Uh, and what do you uh, recommend for people if they have any of these symptoms, just get to a doctor immediately? Absolutely. You know, the biggest thing that we found in all the cases, and like I said, there really haven't been a lot of cases, but the ones that we found in those cases is, one, they have to eliminate that this is an infection. They have to make sure because the chest x-ray can look like a pneumonia. So 
they have to make sure that the individual doesn't have pneumonia because what they're finding for the treatment of this is is steroids. So steroids unfortunately decrease our immune system and make it make us not as functional to fight an infection. So we certainly don't want to give high steroids to someone with pneumonia. It'll make the pneumonia worse. But we also want to make sure that this isn't a pneumonia and we want to get those medications in to protect the lungs as much as we can as quickly as we can. How are we doing on opioids? Not good. Um, you know, let's you know, kind of put things in perspective. You know, we've had two deaths here in Illinois. You know, last year alone, um, Illinois had over 2,000 deaths from opioids. So we really are not doing very well at all with uh, the opioid problem. The interesting thing is people are saying, well, you know, doctors need to stop prescribing more. And absolutely, that's true. And I think you're seeing that. But a study out of Massachusetts that came out last week for their opioid overdoses, only 2% of the individuals who died were actually using prescribed medications. 98% were using illicitly obtained medication. So we're not doing well. Um, very cool, interesting product that a researcher at Northwestern is looking at. Uh, John Rogers is probably one of the foremost authorities in, uh, I'll say, mechanical kind of implants in people. He's one that, if you remember, we talked about the UV light and you put uh, uh, UV exposure, you put a, a thing on your fingernails and it told you when you had too much sun. Yeah, this dude's a mad scientist in the best possible way, right? Didn't he just get a big grant? He did. He got a $10 million grant to come up with technology that protects these individuals. And what it is, it's an implantable piece of equipment that the body will notice when it stops breathing and slows down its breathing, which what happens when you have too many opioids, and it'll give you a shot of Narcan to save your life and also call 911. Um, Along those lines, Doc, uh, have there been any more advancements in helping people uh, you know, kick the addiction to opioids? Gee, you know, you ask a great question, you know, and that's one of the biggest things that people are talking about right now is this amount of money that's coming from, you know, these pharmaceutical companies that have been found, I guess, essentially liable for some of this problem. The big thing there is they want to make sure that that money is going to go to treatment options and treatment and not just put it be put into the general um, budgets of all these states. So we really haven't advanced the number of places that we're trying to get to treatments. There's many places that are trying to be built, actually one here in Chicago, uh, in Itasca, that Haymarket is trying to build. You know, we need more sites for people to be treated, and we need more individuals who are going to be doing the treating of these patients who are trying to quit the opioids. Uh, We'll take a break here, come back and talk about something else that will depress you. Uh, Before we get to that, though, Captain Happy, um, you know, this Narcan debate, uh, I I, I don't entirely understand it because you're basically saying if you don't agree that uh, police and and first responders ought to be able to administer the stuff, you're basically saying the person's life isn't worth saving, and I don't know how any of us can make that choice. Yeah, that's that's one of the big ethical things. People say, well, you know what, they're abusing this. They're abusing their body, and then now all we're doing is saving them so that they can go and do it again. You know, I look at it just like you do. The individuals that we save by using Narcan are the individuals that we have a, a possibility of getting them help and, you know, getting them um, off of this addiction. So uh, using the Narcan in the appropriate way saves lives, and it should be continued in, you know, have it in the hands of the police as well as the firefighters saves lives and if all you need to hear is a couple people's lives are saved look at that i mean seventy thousand drug overdoses in the united states last year that's ridiculous that we haven't to g's point 
do better with the uh, uh, t- uh, taking care of these patients mm-hmm. and trying to get them off, as well as that we haven't been able to get the drug that can save them to them quicker. Yeah, and coming from a family of uh, alcoholics and drug addicts, at least a spotty uh, history of both, but plenty more than my fair share and our fair share. Uh, my brother, who is uh, you know, likes Dr. Most much better than he likes me, yeah. has now been sober for 16 years. It'll be 17 in January, and I could have told you that I thought he'd be gone at 30 and 40 and, and 50. Or I should say 30 and 40 by 50, he was sober. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's miraculous, but also it takes somebody that's committed to doing it. And we know that it takes as many as seven times in rehab before the cure is even close to coming uh, through. So the idea that we can just write people off, I think, is awful. Absolutely. And you know what? Like you said, when it's a loved one and someone in your family, you understand that people that have not been touched by that often look at it a different way, saying, oh, that's that's ridiculous. But the one that's been touched and the one that sees a loved one that is still here that wouldn't have been here without these medications, those are the ones that you need to talk to. Why do you think Mickey likes you better than me? Yeah, there's so many reasons. We have no we don't have enough time for that. Sponsored by our friends at Northwestern Medicine. And uh, Dr. Most, you're going to tell me that soft drinks are really bad, aren't you? <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. Should I, just get, should I just go right to the liquor? <laughs> you know, we've had this discussion in the past about how um, diet soft drinks can not only lead to more type 2 diabetes, but they can also lead to um, obesity. They can lead to problems with your kidneys. They can lead to bone loss and bone problems. So, you know, it's not surprising that we just find out more and more about soft drinks that are not uh, great for us, to be honest with you. And uh, the, uh, the counterintuitive notion that uh, diet soft drinks can lead to weight gain is because of what? It's actually interesting because what they found is that they looked at people who are drinking diet sodas are doing that when they're having other bad caloric intake. So, <laughs> so it's the old joke. Give me a, a large popcorn, a box mm-hmm. of uh, uh, Nestle's Crunch or whatever those things are called, uh, and a Diet Coke. Uh, Correct. That kind of move. Correct. It's the go to McDonald's, supersize it, and then get the Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it better for me just to drink a regular Coke than a Diet Coke if I'm going to drink a Coke? (laughs) Gee, there's the other problem is the regular Coke, not only does it have the calories there now as well, but the study that came out um, that's coming out of Europe right now shows that those who drink regular soda have a higher risk of digestive illnesses. So this is going to show more incidence of colon cancer and stomach cancers. And it's it's the power of big data is what it is, is what we're finding right now. Let me go back to Diet Coke for a second, because I drink it yep. every day. Yep. Um, it it uh, came out and was developed and released upon the world in 1982. That's 37 years ago. Yep. Has there been a considerable study uh, that is merit-worthy that directly links that 37-year history to the increase in type 2 diabetes and the other things you're talking about? Yeah. So... Not only that, the the study that just came out yesterday, or I should say yesterday, but last week, two more diet sodas now stronger increase in uh, heart disease as well. If you remember, we've talked a lot about this All of Us. This is a, a National Institute of Health yep. initiative trying to get a million people signed up so that we can track them over a period of decades. 
Well, Europe already has done it. Europe's already into it. They have 450,000 people that they've been tracking for the past 20 years. And this is what is now coming out. They've had 40,000 deaths. And now these individuals, scientists, are now looking at these individuals and saying, tell me their environmental factors. Tell me what they ate. Tell me what they drank. And now they're starting to be able to use that data to say, here's what you need to avoid. Here's what you need to have more of. So all of us is something that is going to give us the same data but Europe is already far ahead of us. So that's where this information is coming, and it's showing the power of big data. So just water and oxygen? Is that pretty much all we can have at this point? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's pretty much, you know, uh, water, uh, unsweetened seltzer water is good for you. Those are actually great. Um, But really, this shows the impact of just even a small amount of diet soda. You know, we're talking about someone who drinks two or more diet sodas a day is considered high use in this study. And they showed a significant increase in heart disease for those drinking diet soda and a significant increase in digestive disease for those drinking regular soda. All right, uh, you got any good news to close with? <laughs> you know, I apologize. I know as I as I read my notes, I'm like, wow, that's what happens. <laughs> Look, it's your job to report the facts, and these are the facts. Yeah, I need to find <clears throat> some up. I'll be, I'll have something uplifting for next week. How about nah, that? Now you just tell us what we need to know, and then we'll just go be depressed. <laughs> some new study that's making us healthier. There's got to be one. Yeah, don't you have a okay. study that says too much, too many vegetables are bad for you? Yeah, that we drink too much water. It's yeah. Killing us. Well, you know, and tomorrow is National Stroke Awareness Day, so I was going to talk about strokes, but I guess I won't even oh, do boy. that next week. So, um, you yeah, know, today's National Chocolate Day, and we know that a uh, uh, chocolate's super good for you. Dark chocolate. Yes, yeah. chocolate is very good for you. So is very red wine, antioxidants, right? All right, so I need to get yeah. on a red wine and chocolate diet immediately. I'm already on it. Yeah. Like I'm not. Uh, Dr. Kevin Most, thank you, buddy. You got it. You guys take care. All right.